Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is The Father's Amazing Grace. Let's pray. Father, we come today hungry and ready to receive from your precious word. We're so thankful, Father, and we choose to believe what you taught us in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about this topic, The Father's Amazing Grace. My friends, I think we often underestimate and underappreciate the amazing grace that our God has given to us. And when we read some of the lyrics to the great song, Amazing Grace, we get some appreciation for God's wonderful grace. Some of the lyrics of that song are, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Though many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come, this grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Wow, what a powerful song, and how awesome is the amazing grace that the Father has given us. Let's start today in Romans 4.16 in the Amplified Bible. Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith, that is, confident trust in the unseen God, in order that it may be given as an act of grace, His unmerited favor and mercy, so that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all the descendants of Abraham, not only to those Jewish believers who keep the law, but also for those Gentile believers who share the faith of Abraham, who is the spiritual father of us all. Folks, first, to take advantage of God's grace, his unmerited favor and mercy, we must have faith, a confident trust in an unseen God. Romans 4.16a in the Expanded Bible So people receive God's promise by having faith. This happens so the promise can be a free gift by grace. My friends, this free gift of grace is enabled when we each choose to receive it by having faith in God. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 12 through 15 in the Amplified Bible So physical death is actively at work in us, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. 13. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote the scripture, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. 14. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will present us along with you in his presence. 15. For all these things are for your sake, so that as God's remarkable, undeserved grace reaches to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of our great God. Folks, God's great grace is remarkable and undeserved. We receive it by faith in the Father who raised Jesus from the dead 
and our faith speaks. 2 Corinthians 4.15 in the Amplified Classic Bible. For all these things are taking place for your sake, so that the more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessing extends to more and more people and multiplies through the many, the more thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God. My friends, I love this translation. God's grace is divine favor and spiritual blessings. All it takes to activate it is faith in the one true God who sent his son Jesus. Now John 1:15 through 17 in the Amplified Bible. John testified repeatedly about him as he cried out, testifying officially for the record with validity and revelance. There was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I and has priority over me, for he existed before me. 16. For out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Folks, God's grace is spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. It's favor upon favor, and it's gift heaped upon gift. God just doesn't provide grace. It is grace heaped upon grace. 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God, and truth came through Jesus Christ. My friends, there is nothing we can do to earn God's grace. We just receive it as a free gift with blessing upon blessing when we get born again, where we made Jesus the Lord of our life. Romans eleven six 6 in the Amplified. But if it is by grace, God's unmerited favor, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. It would not be a gift, but a reward for works. Folks, we can't work to get grace. But it does not give us a license to be spiritually weak or live unholy, as some preachers will promote today. James chapter 2 in the Amplified Bible, 14. What is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. My friends, we should never forget that genuine faith in a life of grace produces good works. Verse 17b, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. Folks, our faith is dead and ineffective without works. 18, but someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works if you can, and I will show you my faith by my works. That is, by what I do. 19, you believe that God is one. You do well to believe that. The demons also believe that and shudder and bristle in awe-filled terror. They have seen his wrath. 
20, but are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless? My friends, that is pretty blunt, huh? Verse 24, you see that a man believer is justified by works and not by faith alone. That is, by acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. Folks, we have to rightly divide the Word of God. We so much need balance in the body of Christ today. There is a hyper-grace and faith message out there today that is not in line with the Word of God. Living for God in grace and in faith includes obedience, including works, and including living a holy life. 26, for just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 in the Amplified. Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Now, closing Hebrews 12, 14 in the Amplified Classic, strive to live in peace with everyone and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. My friends, don't follow these preachers with the hyper-grace message that it doesn't really matter what you do because it's all covered by grace. No, these scriptures and others tell us to pursue consecration and holiness. Without it, we'll never see heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for helping us rightly divide your word, to put balance on everything in your scriptures, including grace, Father. Thank you for helping us, Father. Thank you for showing us, Father, how to live for you, Father, and to serve you in every way that we can. And thank you for your amazing grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.